And what is up, podcast people? It's Christopher Coleman, tracksounds.com. You're listening to another edition of Soundcast. I believe this is episode 12, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which is kind of interesting because it's been about a year since we initially launched the uh, the Soundcast, and you might think that it's been a year and you only had 12 episodes. Well, yeah, that's that's about right. 12 episodes plus a lot of interviews and, and whatnot intermingled within there. But on today's episode, we ha- it's something kind of unique as the Oscars have rolled around. Um, we're going to be talking about the good old Oscar nominations uh, or nominees for. 2009 and i have um, a group of uh, great guys film music people and um, i'm gonna let them introduce themselves to you today and whoever would like to go first go this is tom hoover uh, from scorenotes.com it's a pleasure to be joining everyone again today cool and i'm marius Maslar. i'm a composer and a reviewer for tracksounds.com and i'm also back enthusiastically for another discussion. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Jörn Tilnes, uh, self-proclaimed soundtrack geek and owner of soundtrackgeek.com and I'm happy to be here. Awesome, well it's great to have you all on the line today. We were going to have one more guest um, and we'll give her a shout out because she made such an effort to let me know that she couldn't make it um, and that is of course Helen Son Tucker. Those of you uh, probably know uh, her name, who who go back a little ways into the the internet, um, the burgeoning film music community on the internet. She was the originator of cinemusic.net. Cine uh, and she was going to be on the call, but the snowstorm, which I guess is hitting you too, Tom, isn't it? Uh, you could say that. We got about 20 inches. Oh, is that all? Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she had no power, no nothing, but... Uh, she borrowed a cell phone to call her brother to have him email me that she couldn't make <laughs> the call. So she was uh, she was dedicated um, to being on it, but we'll give her a pass for that. So the topic of the day is the 2009 Oscar nominees. And let me just list those off uh, before we get into the discussion. Uh, for 2009, the Academy nominated Avatar by James Horner. Fantastic Mr. Fox by Alexander Desplat. Hurt Locker by Marco Beltrami and Buck Sanders. Sherlock Holmes by Hans Zimmer.
and Up by Michael Giacchino. So, what do you guys think about those nominations? Especially, let's compare it to recent uh, years and the nominations that have been, uh, just to give it to some context, whether we just, yeah, we like them or we don't like, like them. Let's compare it to some of the recent years' uh, nominees and how do you think the Academy did this year? Um, Tom, why don't you fire off first? Yeah, not really too impressed. I mean, uh, you know, considering that, yeah, you know, they pretty much tout themselves as, as not being film music aficionados. I think that kind of came through with the uh, nominations. I mean, I'm fine with Avatar. I think it's, it belongs in there. Uh, it's just that the Hurt Locker and Sherlock Holmes kind of jumped out at me. Mm, jumped out at you as, like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and... With the Hurt Locker, and I know we could discuss this a bit more, it, it, it's not composed of the traditional score. So I don't right. think it really should have fit in fit into this uh, list of nominees. Right. Okay. We'll get into we'll get into the depths uh, as we go. Um, Yorn, what do you think about this year's nominees in comparison to recent years? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's basically the same every year. It's uh, two or three uh, two or three scores. It's always uh, it's not surprising, you know, to have scores like Up and Avatar there. I mean, that's to be expected. But then you have uh, the Hurt Locker, which just totally surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I could see Sherlock Holmes, I suppose, and also this Blatt, He always he always in there somehow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> well, at least yeah. in, re- in recent years, anyway. Right. So, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't too surprised except for the Hurt Locker, and um, I'm kind of disappointed. I I feel uh, Avatar should be in there, while I should, could probably replace the rest. But I'll, I'll get to I'll get to that yeah. later. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's get uh, Marius. What do you think of this year's nominees compared to recent years? Well, I'm getting the uh, the popularity contest vibe again um and it's a little sad because i would i would think that you know at this level they'd be nominating things for you know actual <laughs> i hesitate to say i hesitate to say you know musical quality or innovation or whatever because there are you know elements of that in these scores it's just some of them i don't know they they really they stick out like even if you put um Hurt Locker, as everyone has said, in there as, you know, like a more non-traditional sound design-y type score, mm-hmm. you could argue that the, the innovation factor is well covered by, by Sherlock anyway because of all the mm-hmm. things that Zimmer did in there. So okay. anyway, I'm not, I'm not like overly disappointed by the list. I just think it's not, it, it's more based on popularity by the looks of it than it mm. should be. Okay. Well, let me go back to 2006 on through 2008. Let me read you the nominees for those years, okay? Uh, going back to 2006, the nominees were Babel by Gustavo Santa... I can never get his name right. Santa Olala, <laughs> something like that. The Good German by Thomas Newman. Notes on a Scandal by Philip Glass. Pan's Labyrinth by Javier Navarrete. The Queen by Alexander Desplat. That's 2006. 
2007, Atonement, Dario Marinelli, 310 de Yuma, Marco Beltrami, The Kite Runner, Alberto Iglesias, Michael Clayton by James Newton Howard, Ratatouille by Michael Giacchino. That's 2007. 2008, Slumdog Millionaire, A.R. Rahman, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Alexander Desplat, Defiance, James Newton Howard, Milk by Danny Elfman, Wally by Thomas Newman. Now, hearing those titles, let me ask the question again. How well do you think the Academy nominated this year in comparison to those years? Well, to compare it to those years, yeah, pretty much, pretty much right in line and very consistent. Yeah. Uh, if the question is altered to say, how do you think they did, you know, as you scan the landscape of soundtracks and film scores that were out there this year, Different question. I think that's where the uh, the gist of the conversation takes place. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? I mean, having heard those, having heard those titles. Um, I was saying that. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's yeah, it's pretty much uh, the same uh, as previous years. Mm -hmm. uh, like I mentioned, there's uh, maybe one surprise, and the rest is just mainstream. Um, so yeah. Well, uh, but, but, well, but check out 2006, guys. Babel, The Good German, Thomas Newman, Notes on a Scandal, Philip Glass, Pan's Labyrinth, Javier Navarrete, uh, The Queen by Alexander Desplat. Does that sound like like popularity yeah, contest to you guys? <laughs> I know where you're going. But, and I think 2006 maybe maybe standing out a little bit. I mean, there was a change, obviously. Uh, 2007, 2008, and this year. You could say that. Um, so it's interesting that you, you bring 2006 uh, in it because Bobble, you know, who would have who would have thunk it, you know? No one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, wasn't uh, in 2006 uh, Babel won the best picture, no? I, it either won best director or best picture. I, I can't remember which. I think best picture, I think. Yeah, I think that's what propels people to vote for the uh, scores. Mm, what they think. So is I guess in that picture. sense, it was a popularity decision. Okay, but the but we're just talking nom nominees at this point. I mean, to me, that's those are those are some kind of offbeat choices to me. Uh, 2006 really stands out to me. Like, what the heck? I mean, where did that come from? To me, um, you guys don't get that same vibe with those titles. I actually don't know the score to Babel, so I can't comment on that one. But I know that Pan's Labyrinth made a really big impression on me in 2006. I thought that was just a lovely score. So something mm. like that, I don't think is is very surprising at all. I think that's you know well deserved on the list. And hmm. some of the other ones, I mean, they're certainly not the the biggest mainstream titles, but it's still not like they were delving into the uh, the obscure you know side of releases for that right. year. Right. So and I I'd say there's been a bit of a progression from from there to this year in terms of, you know, I think 2006 was probably a little more, uh, it, it seemed like a bit more of a, an objective set of choices, even if I agree with you, some of them were a little off, offbeat. Mm -hmm. um, but, but here this year, it's just kind of like, okay, popularity contest. Oh, sorry, I just had to check uh, that uh, 2006, I see Bubble didn't win anything actually. It just was, it was nominated for Best Picture and Best uh, Director, but it uh, really? didn't win. Uh, the Departed 
Yeah, the departed one. Oh yeah, or that's the right. score by Howard Shore, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. I thought Babel won something. Wow, amazing. Yeah, I guess um, Scorsese won director and and then best picture that year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, I, for me personally, I think 2006 was a disaster. I mean, I, I thought that was one of the worst <laughs> worst set of nominations I had ever ever seen. Um, <laughs> I did. I think probably the Queen out of those were, was probably the one that I personally enjoyed the most. Um, so I think to me uh, that was that was such an enigma that year. I, I didn't know what was happening in the world. <laughs> I didn't really didn't know what was going on. Um, and then if I'll just skip to this year. Um, I have to agree with you guys. The Hurt Locker. It's like, hello, what you know, what, where, where did that that and Fantastic Mr. Fox. I mean, when you look at the body of work that Alexander Desplat did for 2009, how do you come up with that one? I mean, I mean that. I mean, what he does is decent, but it's really the songs in the movie that make the movie. It, it this his score it, to, for me is of all this work he did in 2009, which is substantial. Fantastic Mr. Fox would come out on the bottom of my list of, of his work. Uh, so I'm very much inclined to agree with all of you say that it's, it is a popularity contest because, you know, Fantastic Mr. Fox was cute and quirky and I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. Um, but but it's certainly that and, and, and the Hurt Locker are not in there on their own merits of the music, um, in my opinion. Um how many of you disagree that, uh, or what do you feel about Sherlock Holmes? You, some of you mentioned it a little bit already. Um, I think Tom, you said you thought Sherlock Holmes was raising eyebrow. Yeah, absolutely. I found it to be a uh, very clumsy in the movie itself. Uh, you know, very uh, distracting even mm -hmm. when watching the movie. I, I really don't think that was their best. Uh, you know, with Hans and Lauren Boff, I don't think that was their best uh, collaboration. Hmm. And I certainly don't think it was one of the best scores of the year. Hmm. Okay. And you're and you're saying specifically because in the movie it was like oh, it just didn't work. I thought it was too simplistic. It, it really it really did detract from the movie going experience for me. I I don't hmm. think it it added anything positive overall hmm. to it. Okay. Does anyone think feel differently? I thought it was good for the movie. Uh, I thought um, the main theme and everything was kind of great for the Holmes character, kind of quirky and funny. Uh, I think Zimmer did a bit uh, too much with the gypsy references and in some scenes, but I can certainly understand his choices. And But, you know, despite a good theme, uh, it shouldn't really be up there, uh, in my opinion. But shouldn't I felt should? for the movie it was, was a good choice. Did you say should shouldn't not or should it have been nominated? Should not have should, been nominated. Yeah, should not have been nominated. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you disagreed. I thought you disagreed with. With. Uh, I dis I disagreed with the fact that he thought it didn't fit the movie or it was distracting oh, 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 in the movie. Oh, I see. Sorry okay. about that. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> but you do. Uh, but you don't think it's worthy of a nomination? You say. No, don't think okay. so. And and Mary sounded like you were along that line too. Yeah, something like that, except I don't feel as bad about it being nominated as I do about The Hurt Locker, because I figure if you're going to put a sort of experimental odd score on there, Sherlock is the better of the two to put. Um, I did find Sherlock distracting in the film, mm -hmm. but I didn't... It's grown on me. It's really grown on me. I've, yeah. I've been listening to it a bunch after uh, 
after seeing it, and it's re- it's quite clever. I mean, it's weird, yeah, and it's it's kind of um, you know, it's not what you're expecting, and because of that, I think it sort of sticks out um, yeah. when you're watching the film. Yeah, but I can't say that it detracted from the experience for me. Like it was there, I noticed it. Um, you know, more more obviously than I would have, but I didn't yeah. say okay, deal breaker. I just said, you know, was he high? Like what's what's Simmer doing here? This is. <laughs> Well, I, I totally agree with you on, on that. You know, it didn't it didn't have any negative connotations for me. I enjoyed the score, and the more that I listened to it, the more I you know I sort of clue into it. I guess understand it better. Who knows? Um, best score of the year? Nah, 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 not so much. But on the list, okay, better than Hurt Locker. So if it wins, you'll have a problem with that. Yeah, I'll have a problem with that. <laughs> okay. Well, I tend to agree with you. It it it. I think it is. It is quirky, and yet, and to Tom's point, it is clumsy. But it kind of, to me, it fit the film. Although it was, it's so different that, especially for a, a film music person, they're they're gonna really kind of like, what the heck? Because it's so different. Audiences, I think, they're more oblivious anyway. Whether it's a, if it's a, you know, kind of scored on rails sort of thing with nothing innovative, I don't think they notice. And then if it's really innovative, I don't know if they notice that either. Um, so I think we're probably hypersensitive on both sides, but to me, it, it, the more I listened, the more it grew on me. Um, and I really enjoy it myself. And if it won, I'd be shocked, but I wouldn't be upset if it did just because it's so out there that like, if it did, I would be like, wow, they did something that, and, and for me, it wouldn't be a negative. It'd be like, wow, it won. That's amazing. As opposed to Babel and like, Wow, Babel won. How in the heck could that be? You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> I'd be shocked, but in a good way, kind of like. Um, what about Avatar? What do you guys you feel like it's worthy, or do you think it's a popularity contest or a mixture of both? It's definitely worthy. Um, I love it. Uh, <laughs> you probably already knew that, but uh, it's it's one of those uh, scores. You know, it's it's overhyped. You know, like the movie. I was kind of afraid. You know, going into the cinema and watching it, but but just just listening and, and watching and and everything. It's it's an experience. So I see Avatar a few times and listen to the scores countless of times. And I I don't know. I I just feel that this is this is a Oscar worthy score. Uh, mm. Really wonderful stuff by Horner. Horner. Yeah. Anyone else feel that way? Okay, um, so I don't precisely agree. I think that that Avatar was um, a great summary of Horner's career, kind of thing. Um, in that, in that, really, I mean, everything that we hear in Avatar is basically like a polished form of of the Hornerisms that have been, you know, sprinkled liberally through all his scores up until this point. Mm. So it was great if you really like Horner, but mm. beyond that, I mean, it, I really didn't feel like it was a landmark. I was expecting more from it, um, and I realized that it was the victim of, of its own hype, but still, for a movie with that kind of um, with that kind of budget, with the amount of time that James Horner had to work on it, I thought it could have been a lot better. Um, that being said, I would not be upset if it won, and I would not also be surprised at all. I'm, I'm thinking Avatar might walk away with uh, a lot this year. Yeah, I do think uh, yes, uh, it's a it's a popularity contest with Avatar, but and I also would say yes, it's also deserving. So uh, you know, 
Hmm. It just all happens that fits both uh, categories. And I do think, uh, I agree, it's kind of a James Horner highlight reel. Hmm. Uh, but I think if they did not discuss as much leading up to this, that uh, this is, you know, they're creating a new musical language for these, uh, for the Navi, et cetera, you know, people may have been more forgiven. But overall, I thought it was fantastic, and I think it built, built up steam to a, to a great finale, a fantastic conclusion with that uh, extended track uh, for for the battle. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, I guess I'm, <laughs> and I'm not just playing devil's advocate. I don't think, I think it's worthy of a nomination. Just if you look at the nominees over the last number of years, it's, you could almost nominate anything, I guess, based on that criteria. But um, I, I don't think it's, I would I would be surprised. No, I wouldn't be surprised if it won. Out, but I would be a little upset because I don't think it's the best the best score of the year. Um, I guess other things like if Fantastic Mr. Fox or Hurt Locker wins, I will be upset. There's no <laughs> there's no doubt about that. I will. But I don't know. For me, I, I, to me, that I'm experiencing Avatar blowback to where it's like I I've it's too much. I've had to I've been. I only saw it once, and I was quite thrilled the time I saw it, but I haven't been drawn to go see it again. It's just like, that was a great experience. It was wonderful. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I've seen too many movies now to where it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, but it hasn't. It never drew me back to the theater. You know, I listen to the score every once in a while, but again, if I'm going to listen to a James Horner score, that's not the one I'm going to pull out. Uh, I'm going to pull something else out. Now, there are some great moments, uh, and and the and. The action stuff that he does is fantastic. The language stuff, I think, is weak. Actually, I don't like it. It's very grating. Um, it just, I, I don't like that high pitched kind of vocalization stuff that he's done that before. Jerry Goldsmith has done it. Other, and it just, it just grates on me, and I don't like it. So, I think I'm in the minority when it comes to the the, the Avatar fever for the movie, and then for the score as well. As much as I love James Horner. Um, there are other things that he's been nominated for that I would much, much have rather have seen him won um, Oscars for those efforts than than Avatar. Uh, but if we're going by the most popular, I think Avatar will will easily bring that baby home. Um, and then there's Up, which for me is the other blowback movie. I loved Up when I saw it the first time. I've since seen it like a couple of more times over the holidays and it's really lost a lot of its charm to me. Um, and, and that affects my perception of the score as well. It's like, yeah, it's decent, but it's not, it, I don't know. It doesn't do, it doesn't do much for me anymore. It's really lost value, lost stock in my opinion over, over the months. Um, what do you guys think about up in it, you know, making its way and I mean, well, if you look at the last couple of years, Wally, Thomas Newman and Ratatouille, Michael Giacchino, Seems like uh, Pixar is getting their getting their 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 fair share of noms when it comes to the music category. So, what do you think about Up? I think it's tailored to fit the movie. Uh, it, it you know works quite well within it. But you know, I, I've only listened to it once. You know, via the soundtrack experience. Uh, watching it in the movie, I enjoyed it. Uh, so I, I I guess it's, it's worthy of a nomination because of how how well it did work within the film but uh it's not something i was blown away by i would i would agree with that i mean i've seen i've seen the film a couple of times 
Uh, I still love it. It hasn't lost its charm on me, but I feel I wasn't too bothered about the score. Uh, it works well, but I, I, I really can't listen to it much outside of the movie. It just doesn't work for me. Hmm. Uh, maybe it's the style, but I feel the score is uh, vastly overrated, actually. I, I feel it's good, but it's not spectacular like um, like uh, I think. I have a feeling that most people think it's you know the a score to end all scores but <laughs> but yeah. maybe i'm wrong but anyway i mean if they had to pick a giacchino score they should have gone with star trek oh dear <laughs> let's not go there please <laughs> mary do you have anything on up sorry i'm crying over here um <laughs> up yeah okay up um not as far as the as the stars. Um, let's see. Uh, I like the film a lot. I've seen it once now, actually, just the one time. Now that I think about it, well, I thought I saw it twice. No. Okay, so I've seen it once. Um, I didn't like the score when I heard it initially outside the film. Right. Then I, I saw the way. film and it grew on me. Um, I don't think it's a spectacular score. I think it's a good example of really good film scoring. I mean, when you when you watch the film and see how the music actually fits within it, I think. Uh, I think that's where the the appeal of it really is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. Listening to it outside the movie, it's not. I mean, it's it's okay. It's fine, and it's uh, it's got a nice old fashioned vibe to it. But it's. Yeah. I'm not sure that I would agree with it as as you know best score of the year. Right. Um, but I'm not upset by that nomination. I think that you know as far as the rest of the list is concerned, up is is you know deserves a spot as much as any of the others with okay. the exception of the Hurt Locker. Um, okay. Fantastic Mr. Fox, but yeah. All right. Well, let's move it on. What titles do you think are more deserving? Which should be which should be in- included as nominees this year? Um, Tom, I'll ask you first. Uh, I have a, a couple. Uh, if you're talking experimental type of scores and the no, world, whatever. The music, no, but just uh, just the comparison I'm going to make. Uh, oh, okay. You know, the, the, a score, a score for the world really isn't experimental, but it is different than most film type of scores. So yeah. uh, that score really uh, moved me, uh, especially after I had seen the movie and had a chance to listen to it afterwards. I thought it was a really subtle but impactful yeah. approach to film scoring. So uh, that, and I would say. Maybe Agora by Marianelli and A Single Man by Korzanowski, I think, uh, should have made it into that list. But that would have required a bit of research. A bit of research? <laughs> or more of a wider attention span to, to what's out there by the individuals oh, I see. who vote. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't necessarily pop right into their heads when the ballot was in front of them, in other words. <laughs> right. Okay. It would have required a bit of work. Yeah, that's good. That's Heaven good. forbid. Uh, Marius, what would be your nominees that should be included in there um actually i I was going to agree with you tom we had this brief discussion about the road um last time i think just in in how how great of a job they they did with with capturing the film and being very very subtle and minimalistic and yet somehow really quite moving um so that would that would be on there a single man for sure um and then i've got a list of of a few other titles um, I I really enjoyed Drag Me to Hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed Ice Age Three. Actually, as mm-hmm. far as uh, I mean, if they really wanted a, a more light comedy score on there, I think yep. Ice Age Three was was fabulous. Yep. Um, I was surprised that Coraline didn't make it on there. Mm-hmm. 
because that was not only an innovative kind of soundscape, but it was also musically quite engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, too early in the year, I think that one was. Probably, yeah. Um, and probably too late in the year is my next one, which was the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which I just finished uh, yep. reviewing the other day. Yeah, you loved um, that thing, didn't you? I really did. I, I mean, I, I like the Dana Brothers' work, and it's not just because they're uh, Canadian. The Canadian, yeah, okay. <laughs> there goes my credibility, but, <laughs> yeah, but honestly, right they, <laughs> they, uh, they pulled out a great score for that. Um, and also, I thought that Amelia could have gotten a nod, even though people were really hard on it. Um, but in terms of a nice old-fashioned score that you really don't hear very much anymore these days, yep. uh, I actually didn't like it all that much, but just in terms of, of style, it was something interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might shoot me for this one, but um, I actually really quite enjoyed the Couples Retreat score and, AR, and oh, yeah. set of songs. Yeah, A.R. Yeah, Rahman. I mean, yeah. he, I actually liked it a little more than, um, than Slumdog Millionaire. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. That's anyway, that's choice. that's a little spread of of different things that I would have liked to see. Each one for for a different reason, but right. You know, I figured for their uh, for their musical merits rather than the popularity of the film necessarily. Sure, Yorn, what would be some of your nominees? Yeah, um, Tom and Marius uh, already mentioned a single man. I think that should definitely be there. One of the highlights for me. Yeah. Um, wonderful score, so powerful. I actually, uh, when I um, when I listened to it for the first time, I actually I felt so emotional. You know, I I felt like I wanted to cry because it was really really powerful. Yes. And a score like that should should be up there. Yep. And that's it, really. <laughs> okay. But uh, also, um, Coraline was mentioned. I thought it was inventive and daring. Uh, it, it's a non-mainstream score, you know, that works on all levels. But perhaps you're right, too early in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love the way it sounds and feels. Um, also, I'm surprised no one mentioned Ponyo by Joe Hisaishi, which I thought was amazing. Mm. And I, I saw it was on, on the list of eligible scores for the for the Oscars, but I, I didn't really think it would be nominated. But um, this is one of those scores that f- very few people... Uh, ever get listened to probably, but it's it's a wonderful score and and a very very good movie as well. And I wish that um, that he's actually get some more recognition in the U.S., uh, which he really deserves. Yeah, yeah. Can, uh, if I can just quickly no, you're interject. Done. The... You're done. Oh, I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, just about just about Ponyo. Actually, I think um, probably because it's a remake. Um, probably because the score was initially like it's been out for a while yeah. it might you know it might not have counted so much as a 2009 score mm. uh, but i do agree with you that it is it is a wonderful score it's just you know it, i don't know that might have been an issue with it since I'm, it was i'm not sure on on ponyo uh, well one thing i am pretty sure on and and tom you brought this title up because it was on the top of my list and that's agora uh by dario marinelli uh and that wasn't released in the u.s uh, it was released everywhere else, but it had no U.S. release, uh, so therefore it didn't qualify for an Oscar nod. Um, but I think it will release in 2010, which I'm wondering then if it will if it will qualify. Uh, just like Ponyo, I think I think it does qualify, but I'm not sure on that. It just didn't get a nod, is is, is my understanding. Um, so 
so you've named, I think, everything I was going to say. Agora was right at the top, but then I had to cross it off because it wasn't eligible. Um, but I think it was, if I had to pick my best score of 2009, that would be right there at the top, if not the top. Uh, a single man would be right there along with it. So I fully agree with you guys on that score. I don't know how that was not nominated. Um, it, it just, I was, I, it was a shoe in for me when I first heard, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just going to be there. It's the type of film and it's, the music's fantastic and it will be there. So not seeing it there was probably the biggest shock to me. Um, the road I agree with drag me to hell. I agree with, I think that's, uh, um, an unfortunately overlooked score, um, and Coraline, uh, were all ones that I was looking at and thinking those will probably get a nom somewhere in there. Um, as we wrap it up, then we do have the five that we have avatar, Mr. Fox, Hurt Locker, Sherlock Holmes, and up. I'll ask you guys two questions, um, at the same time. And you can answer them both one, who do you think of those five should win and who do you think will win and Jorn I'll start with you I think uh, Avatar by James Horner should win but I I would be surprised if Up by Michael Giacchino doesn't win based on uh, that he's already won three awards this year mm. uh, it seems seems to be that kind of score so a little disappointed if Up wins but uh, you know it's expected so okay yeah your, um, Marius. Um, I don't really think anyone on this list should win. <laughs> you got to pick, man. You got to pick. Sorry something. to be. Something's no, going to win. Yeah, no, no, no. But um, uh, from this list, I think Avatar probably um, probably does deserve it. Um, I mean, it's it really it is a significant musical achievement, even if it's not as significant as it could have been. Um, I wouldn't be upset with Up. I don't think it's quite there, you know, especially even in comparison with Avatar, I don't think it's quite at the same level, but I, I wouldn't really be disappointed. Any of the other ones, though, I'd, I'd probably really start seriously questioning the uh, Well, you have voters. to clarify for me. Which one is your, the one that you Avatar, think Avatar. will win? Will, you think that one will win? Yeah, I and, think I think Avatar will win, and I think of those, Avatar deserves to win. Okay, okay, so it's one and the same for you. Okay, interesting. Tom? Yeah. Well, I think uh, Avatar on this list should win. Uh, just to make things interesting, I want to predict that Sherlock Holmes will eventually uh, win the award. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. So you you think Avatar should, and you're and you're saying because I know you don't believe it in your heart that Sherlock right. Holmes uh, should win. Is that what you said? No, sure. I think Sherlock Holmes is will win. I want to pick that as a, a dark horse selection, as it were. I think Avatar. It's the clear choice for this list. I mean, James Horner could have fallen short with all the expectations, but I think he delivered a, a symphonic, exciting, and interesting score, even if it is a bit of a rehash at points. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go the exact opposite of you. I'm going to say uh, Sherlock Holmes should win, and I'm going to say Avatar will win. Hmm. There. Nice. Right. And so our follow-up episode... I wonder episode, what, the, uh, what, what, our, what the Vegas odds are on these. Our follow-up episode is going to be, why did the Hurt Locker win? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this has been fun, guys. I want to invite um, all of our listeners to chime in with what they think, who they think 
will win, who they think should win. Um, you can do that in a variety of ways. You can email me at scoreman at tracksounds.com or Twitter at, at tracksounds. Tom, how might they be able to contact you? Uh, just through the uh, website, scorenotes.com. Okay. Marius? You can just reach me at marius at tracksounds.com. And Yorn? Yeah, you can reach me at uh, contact at soundtrackgeek.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that will wrap it up for this edition of the Soundcast. And we look forward to uh, hearing your comments about this particular episode. And we look forward to our next episode together. Hopefully, we can get all of you guys back together. I know, Yorn, you're, you're, you're like six hours ahead of us uh, over here I am, on, yeah. on the East Coast. And, uh, and uh, Marius, you're just way north of us in the cold. <laughs> but Ironically, time... <laughs> it's a really nice sunny day here. Is it really? Yeah. That's wild. It's nice here, too. It's like 70-something degrees over here. Sorry, Tom. Uh <laughs> But hopefully we can bring everybody back together and, uh, and do another, another episode real soon. Um, so for the Soundcast, this is Christopher Coleman of TrackSounds.com. And uh, until we meet again on the Internet, continue to enjoy your music.